All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rice Public Radio. Um, it's a big day. It's the day before the first of two Democratic primary debates. Uh, these are the first couple in the primary season, so it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to look. I'm really looking forward to them, especially our guy Bernie Sanders and how well he does. There's like 20 different candidates, so I don't expect a lot of people. I don't expect everyone to get a lot of questions. Uh, mostly, this is for you know just to get the people on stage so people can see them, perhaps hear what they're fighting for. Uh, for these candidates to get a quick word in um, to try to expand their popularity. You know, there's a lot of people in there who really just are polling at like one to two percent. So regardless of what happens in the debates, I think this primary is going to be a showdown between Biden and Bernie. And I'm going to frame it as the status quo versus fundamental change. Uh, before we continue and discuss Bernie versus Biden, I want to remind you guys about what happened in 2016 in the general election where we had Hillary Clinton facing off against Donald Trump. So Hillary versus Trump, Hillary Clinton stood for the status quo for business as usual politics. Some things that she did, you know, she spouted the usual platitudes about, you know, I'm for, you know, civil rights, gay rights, you know, immigrant rights, basically just spitting platitudes like a general politician would do. And she was deeply unpopular and highly disliked by a lot of individuals in the United States. Uh, in addition to this, she had very bad and unpopular stances. She was against raising the minimum wage to $15. She wasn't for a Medicare for all single payer healthcare system. She even supported fracking, which is a very environmentally disastrous policy. Uh, she supported NAFTA and originally supported the TPP, which were trade deals that really shipped our jobs out to other countries. As far as foreign policy goes, she was she was horrible in foreign policy. She led the charge to overthrow Gaddafi and turned Libya into basically a failed state. She supported the war in Iraq. And she even wanted to escalate tensions in Syria and create a no-fly zone. I think the most damning of all was her relationship with Wall Street. She was way too close to them, and this included giving several $200,000 speeches to Goldman Sachs. And additionally, she wasn't tough enough on those people that screwed up our economy in the financial crash of 2008. I remember she was saying in a debate how she, she, you know, she was touting herself for being tough on these bankers by saying, oh, cut it out, by just wagging her finger and saying, cut it out to these people. Yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure if you just tell these guys to just cut it out, they'll they'll stop whatever they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to work. She also supported the 1994 crime bill, which had disastrous effects on our criminal justice system. So even though Donald Trump was stupid, he was a racist, he was a bigot, he's a complete idiot. You got to think about this. People were so desperate for change. People were so desperate for a shift in American politics that they were willing to support Donald Trump. Just look at what Donald Trump was for during the, the 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 election. Never mind, you know, obviously he's a liar right now and he he went back on a lot of things that he promised. But think about what he said during the election season. 
He railed against, you know, the corrupt DC politicians. You know, he famously said he was going to drain the swamp and, you know, kick out all the people that were, that were corrupt, that didn't serve the people. He promised to bring back jobs to America, you know, all those jobs that were lost to the trade deals. He, he railed against NAFTA. He railed against TPP. He criticized Americans' involvement in these disastrous wars like Iraq. And he also stated that he wouldn't cut Medicaid and Social Security. These were populist stances. These were stances that people liked. So, of course, people were willing to take a chance on Donald Trump. You know, here's the thing. If you think people supported Trump just because they were racist, then you have a really narrow-minded, infantile knowledge of what's going on in American politics. Sure, yes. Some people, some people who supported Donald Trump were racist. But think about this. Obama won the Rust Belt. And during the 2016 election, the Rust Belt went for Donald Trump. Hillary didn't do enough to, you know, to win there. She barely campaigned there. She won the, the, the popular vote. But you need your message to appeal to people. You need to, you know, win those purple states. You need to appeal to working class people. And she'd failed. And that's why Donald Trump won. So let's fast forward to 2020. We're pretty much in the exact same situation. It's almost sad that we're, we're here again. People don't realize that, you know, these democratic strategists, did they just completely forget about 2016? Trump demolished that idea of, you know, you got to do the same politician speech. You have to move to the center. If you're going to the general election, you have to stay all these platitudes. You got to act a certain way, roll up your sleeves. Trump demolished that. Look at Trump. He's a loud mouth. He's a stupid idiot, racist guy. And people, you know, still took a chance on him. So we obviously, you can't fight Trump like a regular politician. You gotta have substance. You gotta have policy. Joe Biden represents the status quo. She's he's basically Hillary 2.0. He supported the war in Iraq. He drafted and supported the disastrous 1994 crime bill that contributed to mass incarceration and tough on crime legislation. He uh, doesn't support Medicare for all. Look at our. Look at her pitiful health situation in the United States. Over 29 million people don't have health insurance. We need a Medicare for all single payer system to help these individuals, to cover them all. And Joe Biden isn't for that. He has disdain against millennials. You know, he has no sympathy for them. That's what he said in his speech. And he originally supported the Hyde Amendment that prohibited federal funds from being used for abortions until he was basically had to flip on that position due to pressure. You know, lately, there was even an article saying that he wanted Trump donors to support him for his presidency, and he promised that he wouldn't demonize the rich or fundamentally change their life's, their lifestyle and standard of living. So he's obviously really close to the rich and powerful, to Wall Street. And if you're not going to take on Wall Street, how are you going to be fighting for the working class guy? The Wall Street bankers and the billionaires are the ones that pretty much got us into this situation. Another thing is he wants moderate solutions to tackle climate change. You can't be moderate on climate change action. You have to tackle that aggressively because if you don't, the entire planet is at stake. And this and Joe Biden also supported the overturn of Glass-Steagall, which was a law that regulated banks. This contributed to our financial crisis in 2008. So again, he's too close to the rich and powerful and not for the working class Americans.
Now, on the other hand, Bernie Sanders is transformative. He's for fundamental change that benefits working people in the United States. He supports Medicare for all. He wants to raise the minimum wage to a living wage of at least $15. And recently, he unveiled a very ambitious plan to cancel student debt. You know how productive our young people could be in this country if we didn't have tens of thousands of student debt crushing us? He also supports tuition-free college and universities. Additionally, he, he supports the use of diplomacy instead of you know, foreign aggression. Look at the Trump administration. They're basically, they tried to instigate a coup in Venezuela, and now they're trying to instigate a war in Iran. Bernie Sanders is against that. He actually has moral principles, of, and he wants to focus on the use of diplomacy and working with her allies instead of you know, unilaterally going in and just toppling a government. You know, for me, what's important for me is Bernie Sanders is in favor of closing all these tax loopholes, and he wants to make a progressive tax system so the rich pay their fair share and, you know, billion-dollar corporations actually con- actually contribute to federal taxes instead of paying nothing. He, you know, he wants to boldly tackle climate change. He's looking for criminal justice reform. Um, another thing is he wants to substantially, as part of his Medicare for All plan, he wants to substantially lower drug prices. I think in his Medicare for All plan, you won't have to pay anything for generic drugs. And if you are paying for, you know, name brand drugs, it's capped at $200 a year. Additionally, he wants to expand Social Security so our uh, senior citizens can live in dignity and security. Another thing I like about Bernie is his federal jobs guarantee, meaning that everyone's entitled to a job. There's, he's supportive of universal childcare and pre-K, and he wants to strengthen our labor unions and make it easier for people to join them. So just compare these things. Bernie is transformative. He's going to make big, significant shifts in our political and social system. These are all going to benefit the American working class, the American people. Biden stands for the status quo for just the same old, same old crap that we've been dealt every single election cycle. We're really at a pivotal moment in American history. This really, this might be our only chance to make big leaps and bounds in changing our country. Do we stand for the same old crap that got us into this situation, or do we fight to transform America to a country that works for working people? Bernie has shown time and time again that he has the guts and the history to do so. You know, he's fought for Verizon workers, Disney workers, Amazon workers, Walmart workers. It goes on and on. And he has a proven track record of standing for people of color, gay people, poor people, marginalized people. Bernie Sanders has a ton of money, and that doesn't come from a corporate super PAC. Nearly all of it comes from small dollar donors. He has the grassroots support. He has a bunch of volunteers and organizers fighting with him. This is our best shot to transform America for the better. We can't stand for the same old, same old establishment status quo politics. We need a leader that has a bold vision, not a narrow one like Joe Biden. We need a leader that has the policies, that has the vision that has the courage to help transform America so it supports the average Joe and not just the 1%. So I hope when you guys are watching the debates, 
you'll see who is fighting for the American people. And it's going to be Bernie Sanders. A lot of politicians are going to give you the same old cliched, like I'm against Trump. You know, Trump is a bad guy. Trump is a racist. He's the, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can't defeat Trump just by saying that he's a bad guy. You have to fight him with policy. Like I said earlier, well, you need to appeal to people. You need to appeal to working class people. I mean, essentially, that's how he won in the first place. So you need a strategy. You need policies that benefit the ordinary American that fights injustice, that's moral. So I urge you guys to look into the Bernie Sanders campaign, watch these debates. You can decide yourself who's the real deal. Thanks. Have a great night.